espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcão da área, de Pereira Emchuk, cruzou Gilberto, que confusão vai ser o primeiro tiro por dentro! Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai a Rafa Isolado para o gol. A Chapelola tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Riva de Geno. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Episode 92 from Kundela to Istanbul. Uh, today with me, I have Phil, Kenny, Valdino, number one. Gentlemen, how are we? Hey, boys. Hey, good. Good. How you doing, guys? Good, good. So far, Jay may join us. Um, but if not, it'll be the four of us uh, for now. We have uh, quite a few things to talk about. Um, Benfica 1, Gilbison 2. Not much to talk about in that game. Uh, so we'll touch on that one quickly. We will also uh, talk about Rui Costa's statement after the game. Um, Tundela won Benfica 3 for the first time that I can remember in a long time. Uh, a 90 minutes where we didn't have our heart in our hand. Um, although the last 30 minutes weren't that great. We'll talk about uh, a big move that was official today. Um, PZ has made his way to Istanbul um, on a loan for six months. We'll talk about that. If you guys think that it was a good move for him, if it was a good move for the club, what do we think will come of that? Um, and what are you talking we'll... about? He's here with us today. He's Aldino in the building. Right there, dude. <laughs> and then we'll uh, give our predictions for Benfica Santa Clara at the weekend. Oscar's Those... already pre-ordered the jersey. Oh, yeah. It's already on its way. Um, for those, I have, I have to learn how to pronounce the name first. So <laughs> <laughs> for those of you in the chat, uh, join the conversation, leave your thoughts, leave your feedback, leave your questions. Um, also hit the share button, uh, share this live, see if we can get a few more people in here. For those of you who are listening after the fact on the audio version, tell a friend, share, um, repost it. Uh, retweet it. Um, it goes a long way. It doesn't cost you anything and it, it helps us grow our uh, uh, following. Para a malta que esteja a ver em português, uh, estão à vontade de deixar os vossos comentários, uh, as vossas questões, um, podem deixar as vossas opiniões. Uh, no chat todos nós percebemos, uh, poderemos abordar as vossas, uh, os vossos comentários. Amanhã temos o podcast em português com um painel diferente, uh, por isso Estejam atentos amanhã às 20h30, mas para já podem participar aqui na nossa conversa, apesar uh, da conversa ser em português. Uh, um, let's start with 
Actually, before we start, I wanted to say uh, congratulations to the Portugal Euro uh, champions or the European champions of futsal men. Uh, another European title. Um, it was an impressive game. I don't know if you guys watched it. I think I most did. of you did. But yeah. uh, good comeback, especially after coming back in the game before that as well. And yes, then Spain, they, Spain and Russia, both games, 2-0. Yeah. And then they Crazy. come back from that. Crazy ending. Um, so hats off three, to them. Three titles in a row. Seriously. Nice so now run. see if they Russia. can see if they can get the World Cup two in a row. We'll see. Um, so wanted to start off with hats off to them. Uh Benfica won Jovic sent two. Uh game last week. A terrible performance. Um there's not much to say about this game. I mean, the ter- the performance was terrible. Um, the fans at the end made themselves heard. Um, they had they voiced their their opinions towards Rui Costa, um, who's the obvious target given that he's the the new president. Um, and and on all fairness, right? People have their right to their opinion, right to contest. The team's not playing well. Completely understandable. Um, whether the the contesting of the situation should be done a certain way that's indifferent right but us as fans we have to be able to criticize when things aren't going well and we should be able to to say things are going well or applaud when things are going well so get your thoughts on that but in terms of the game uh, and i'll open it up to you guys if there's anything else that you want to add but um you know we started with a 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 however you want to look at it we had vlacodimus in the net grimaldo Bertong and otamendi and then almeida gets a start which completely threw me off Everton, Paul Bernardo, Weigel, Maite, Diogo Gonçalves, and Gonçalo Ramos. Uh, against the Jovicin team that's been playing well, um, they they beat us at home last year. Um, they beat us at home again this year. Uh, the team just looked completely uninterested, completely disconnected. Uh, it, 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 every time I see performance like that, it brings me back to Kenny saying we have a bunch of, of individuals on the field and not a team. And I think that performance, or performance, air quotes, summed that up like that was an exact replica of what what kenny had said um oscar i'll start with you um anything that you want to add to the game apart that it was terrible um and the only thing that i really highlighted about the game itself was that atrocious call by artur suarez diaz in the first half which i'm still scratching my head as to what the hell he saw yeah i i agree i mean we we started the game Obviously, we scored scoring on the first five, six minutes. I think six minutes in, we scored that goal. Um, and then, uh, oh, that's Jean said he was going to come in and help back you up, Oscar. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we started off the game and we scored that goal. And the, the team that we have now is not a team that the that breeds confidence. So, just, just getting that goal ca- called back, it threw us all off. And I, and from there on, we could never re- recover. Like then they scored right after like the 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 you know the first goal, and then it looks like we all lost the whole game. We we don't like you said we don't have a team. We have individuals. In this game, we had nothing. We had, you didn't have any individual stepping up, right? So it was just it was just a, a bad game. And the ref, I I don't know if there's even explanation to calling that goal that goal off or calling calling the ball back. So there's no explanation. I think I, we'll get into Ricosta after, but I think uh, it was just. It was his speech was perfect for this game. Kenny, um, anything you want to add? And in terms of that that goal, um, I know a lot of people said the goal was in the fourth minute, right? There's no excuse, blah blah blah. And I get that. Um, 
and let me bring Jay in here. Welcome, Jay. Oh, God. <laughs> Oscar thought he was off the hook. Come <laughs> on, guys. Um, so, Kenny, um, in terms of that goal, right? And I, I believe Jay had messaged it to me as well about, right, the goal was taken away early. There was still a lot of game left to be played. There's no excuse. And I get that. Um, but do you get the sense of, one, this team clearly has – uh, a, a clear lack of confidence, um, belief in themselves, belief in their teammates, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's almost like every time there could be something that goes wrong, it goes wrong. Right. So when you don't have confidence and things aren't going well, like everything doesn't go well yeah, and it, it like completely balls. deflates you. No. Yeah. It, it completely snowballs and you could, you could totally see it. I mean, especially, I mean, for me, that second half, was one of the worst halves of, of soccer I've seen all season, probably in the last few years. I mean, just uncharacteristic ways of giving away the ball. I mean, there was just like passes that were going nowhere. I mean, just, just, it just didn't make any sense. So yeah, I, I think we are in a rut obviously. And I, you know, I, I believe that you, you got to fall hard before you can rise up again. And I think we're, we're, you know, we're, we're going in that direction. Right. So um, there's really not much to say in regards to, to the game, the goal. I mean, I agree. I think there's gotta, I mean, the, the goal that was a disallowed, I, I mean, I, I think this is what, one of the things Rick Costa kind of touched on. There's gotta be some sort of transparency or, or communication after the game as to why the decision was made the way it was made. I mean, it makes no sense to me why that was, that goal was disallowed. I mean, by like, there's not, not to me, there's no, there's no like, gray line there i mean that was for me a clear goal this isn't like oh you know it, it, it could have been a foul or couldn't you know whatever like or did he did he fake the fault like this was clear as day goal that was disallowed and there's no transparency as to why it was disallowed and that's what that's what burns me the most so um yeah other than that i mean there's there's really nothing else to say about the game that we've been talking about in, in recent games it's just poor performance after poor performance and it, it really, when shit goes wrong, it, it really snowballs. Bill, um, anything that you want to add in terms of, of the game and in terms of that goal that was not allowed? Which, And to be correct, the goal wasn't not allowed. It was a foul that was called. He basically didn't give the, the chance, right? And he called the foul, so VAR couldn't look at look at it. Correct. So yeah, and, and stupid. And officials are told let the play continue and then make the decision. And he let that happen on that fr that penalty that would have been on Gonzalo Ramos, right? He let him run the whole length of the half, gets taken out, and then they call off sides, right? So it's like you can't have a different approach based on how you want, right? You can't blow the whistle straight away on a free kick that's played into the box, and then let a offsides that was obvious run for 30 40 yards right and in that play he could end up getting hurt right the way the goalie tackled him um so anything that you want to add um in regards to that and and i'll ask you this question were you surprised by the fact that ended almeida got the start considering he hasn't played much and i don't know if you saw it but there was videos all over the internet about how artur suarez diaz beat and yeah, to, to our own box on that yeah. first goal. you guys can't be serious about that are you no, I'm I not, didn't see that. I'm just asking a question. I'm not being serious about it. I'm just oh, asking God. a question. I did see the video. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video. It made no sense is, whatsoever. Is, is that, that, that probably the new guy that you're going to stick up for now? 
<laughs> no, it's not. It just it made no sense. The guy's out of the play. He's not in no he can yeah, sprint. He can sprint back as fast as he could. Give me speedy Gonzalez and not get to that play. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's stupid. But if you People have a video of it, I would love to see yeah, it. Go, yeah, go. It, it, it was written all over Twitter. Bill, <laughs> what do you have to add? Um, I mean, these guys have covered for the most part. I mean, the performance itself was horrible. One of probably one of the worst I've seen in years. Um, but I do think like that early goal changes things, right? Like you get a goal that quick, it changes the game, right? So you don't, you don't know what, what could happen after that. But the fact that we respond so poorly to like a call like that, and it kind of like kills the team that early in the game, I think it says a lot about how much lack of confidence this team has. And, um it's sad to see because i mean that early like there's still so much game left right you, you would think all right just blow it off they fucked up let's move on um but i mean it was, it was bad and you could tell because vertongan is one of those players that typically won't chirp at a ref too much and yeah, he, he was happy he was all over the ref for that and i think that shows just like how tight that team is. They don't have any confidence. So something like that is just going to destroy them. And it, even even though it was um, sorely in the game. He but probably Dr. had the best chance of the game too. He had like two or three more that probably – Yeah, he's yeah. coast to coast. I know, talking about Vertogen, it looked like Peasy over there playing. <laughs> he's like, maybe I have to replace him. <laughs> it's uh, funny because like the, the two plays I remember are the Vertongen chance and then the Mendy too. It's like and then Grimaldo shot like literally the the defenders, defenders. are doing all the all the shooting yep. on the net in that first half, especially. So I mean just shambles. Just for you guys to recap, I got the video here. Um and this is and Almeida here. Okay. Now the ball, he's, right there, he's already out of the play. Like it could be sp- speed as fast as you can. He's out of the play. Yeah, so why the fu- why the fuck would they even bring that up? Well, we beat him to the fucking the box. He's out, he's out of the play from the beginning. Yeah, I don't disagree. I was just, I thought it was interesting that it was all over the internet. So Jay, anything that you want to add um, in regards to the terrible performance or that goal that was taken or. The foul that was called before the goal was allowed. Uh, well, regarding the foul, I think it, it, you guys pretty much all just touched base on it. I, uh, I just thought that they should have watched, should they should have had a VAR, but obviously they called a foul, so nothing you could do, I guess. Um, I, just another uh, misjudgment, I guess, from the, uh, the refs in our part. We, I feel like we've been getting some bad calls overall, but it's okay. Um, not really okay, but it sucks. <laughs> I didn't really watch this game, to be honest. I was. There wasn't much to watch. And uh, from what I was, looking, I was looking at like like the on Twitter and just looking at all everyone, just be like, wow. I was so happy I didn't watch this game because I probably would have flipped out, been upset. But uh, I honestly have no opinion on this game. Um, I saw that they lost, and it sucks. And I did see the replay of that supposed foul, but I didn't see anything. So that's just my opinion on it. I'll I'll move to the to the post match right. So I remember telling you guys that after Benfica lost the Tasa de Liga against Sporting, I felt that we were going to hit rock bottom. I thought 
this was our rock bottom. Um, fans after the or at the end of the game, telling us we cost by Pocaralu in the stadium. Um, he ends up coming down to the locker room after the match. Nelson Verissimo didn't go to the flash interview. He was like an hour late to the press conference after the game. Um, he spoke, and then Rui Costa came out half an hour, forty-five minutes later. And and really, the 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 scope of what he said was, "I'm the number one responsible for the team not performing well. I'm the president. I'm here to show my face. Um, I, you know, we can't continue to allow what's happening to be done to us on the field." Uh, obviously in relation to the refs. Um, this doesn't take away from the fact that the team's not playing well, um, but we can't allow this to continue to happen. Um, I tried to take, you know, a very uh, neutral position with the Federation and, you know, obviously that's not working. Um, and he basically just kept reiterating that and the fact that, you know, we need to, there's things that we need to fix. I know what I need to, I know what needs to be fixed. We need to change mentalities. We know we're working towards it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess, Kenny, I'll start with you. Do you, I, I guess, do you, do you, do you align with kind of what he came out and said? And I know a lot of people have complained because when he didn't come out, right. People were like, why isn't he coming out? Why aren't we saying something about the, the, the referees? Excuse me. And I was one of them because typically we just send a newsletter out after every game. Right. And cool. You send an email out that like 95 percent of the people probably don't read. Right. You're not you're not hitting the audience that needs to see it or hear it. Um, but then when he does come out, people say, you know, it's late or he yeah. he basically didn't say anything that was valuable. He should have been better off just shutting his mouth. And he's talking about the referees, but we play like shit. So the referees aren't an excuse. So it's like. Yeah, you you can't win. Yeah, no, but I, I do understand what, why the fans would say that. I mean, it, it, not only did you have that that issue with the disallowed goal, right? But you did have probably probably your actually your worst performance of the year. So I understand why that why fans would feel that way. But I agree. I agree with what um, Rikosta had to say. I mean, is it is it going to change anything? I don't know. I mean, what what actually is going to change, right? I mean, is is he going to you know, just put in requests to the feather sound. Is he going to put pressure on them in, in what way? Right. Is, is, is the question that I would have, but um, I, I, I stand by what he said. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, he had to say something we I wanted to hear from him. Um, and, and what I wanted to, to even, you know, hear more from is putting the pressure on the players. I think it's time for the players to either, you know, put up or shut up. Right. Um, and, and to be like, things are going to change or, you know, your, your time here is done. That's how I feel like he kind of approached it. So, um, I 100% agree with everything he said. Um, I understand the frustration with the fans. I think you're going to see that regardless, but I don't know, you know, what do we expect from that's going to change in regards to the, to the refereeing? Is, is there going to be a real, real change? And you said this, you know, this could be the rock bottom. I, I don't think. You know, just because we had a good game this uh, yesterday, I don't think this is the rock bottom. I think the rock bottom still yet to come. Uh, I, season, I think rock bottom was Jules Vicente game. I, I think I think there's more to come. I, I think I think the rest of the season is still going to be very like we're going to see a lot of bad bad games. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. Forward. Yeah. Um, Jay, thoughts on 
what he said, kind of the 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 scope of the 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 statement, and um, are you one of those who thinks you know just shut up and and handle it, or it's too late, or he didn't really say anything valuable? So, like, he obviously, in in my opinion, I think he said what he needed to say um, to kind of step up, at least take some ownership overall. But I have no confidence at all, dude. Like, this team is in shambles. I like. Do you have? Do I you not have confidence in the team I don't or have, the the infrastructure around the team or both? It's got like, dude. The first thing that he does is brings Nelson. Like, I don't think that's a good thing for him. Like overall, like if Nelson Verissimo doesn't like hit, it doesn't look good for Ricosta overall. Like, I think he he needs Nelson because that's his first sign. He could have got out and got anybody. And this is the guy he picked. Like, it doesn't look good for a guy that just won the president of the club overall. I mean, to me, at least that doesn't look good as an owner, as like the president of the club. But I think I'm one of those people where I'm just fed up with everything. Like, I don't like how they play. I don't think that they're, the players are giving it their all overall. Um, I think that it just needs a complete wash. Like, everyone needs to, like, it needs to get cleared out. Like, PZ leaving was one of the good things, but I think there's more to come and and it needs to be done. That's just my opinion on the team because, like, I'm just so frustrated with them. Like, every game I see, it's like they play good and then they they sit back and it's it's just frustrating. Like, I I don't know. They play, I feel like they play soccer for like 20 minutes and then watch the game for 70. They didn't even play 20 minutes the other day against yeah. Shelby well, <laughs> um, I, I, I heard they play like five minutes overall in that game. I'm going to let – Bill, I'm going to let Oscar go first because he seems to be brewing over here. Let's, let's he's, hear he you. As soon as he, real quick. As soon as he heard the word PZ, he was like, <laughs> no, 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 but I, but I. <laughs> no, no, guys, PZ will talk about it after. And, yeah, and, let's hear and, What are and, your thoughts about what Rui Costa said? Rui Costa talk, coming in and saying stuff. That would needed to be said, right? He talked about he talked about the refs and how what they've been doing to Benfica this year. They talked about how he's been quiet and he's been trying to let, give him the benefit of the doubt, and it's not working out for Benfica. So he he needed to step up and say and say defend Benfica, but he also took blame for what Benfica is doing now and told everybody not to try and not to show their faces, right? This this means players, this means coaches, this means just infrastructure. They all have to show their faces, not not hide behind uh, somebody else, right? So not hide behind PZ or Andre Almeida or Rafa. That's basically what he meant. But so 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 and now now when it comes to to what he when he says something about I know what I'm doing and and I know what it needs to be done in order to get Benfica to where it needs to be. I believe him. I believe him. But I think my my and I think Nelson Vrisu coming in is basically just time buying time for him to get his his plan and on the uh, on going right. And and if it's true that he, that he ha- he has a coach in mind already, if it's true that he uh, that that he has plans, I don't see why he would start in in January doing those things, and if it's going to be a different coach in June, right? And he has to plan this whole. The, what we, what we think he needs to do is what they were doing prior to this George's Zeus hire and getting players for old players and players that are like already well known that cost a lot of money. They need to come up come up with a plan and align whoever they bring in to that plan right so instead of like oh let's go get a you know Leonardo Jardine Leonardo Jardine who do you want as a player hey let's go get this guy this guy this guy the Leonardo doesn't work out six months later let's get a Marco Silva Marco Silva who do you want let's get this guy no 
You need to get coaches and players that align to your plan. That's what Ricosta needs to do. And in this case, I think he knows what he wants. I think I believe I truly, truly believed when he talked that he knows what he wants and he knows how to get it. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and, and giving him until June or until August when we start our season next year or this year, late this year, and to see what he does on the offseason. That's my thing. That's my take on him. This is also the same guy that gave JJ like no no days expectations. Like he, he, you never gave him a shot, but now you want to give the president like time. Dude, this season's on him too. It's on JJ. It's on him. He's became president at the beginning of the year. He needs to take over. No, what are you talking about? No, he he, he had Okay, but like it still counts as part of the season for him. Correct, but the plan yeah, of his team in January was what ultimately in January? yeah. How do, build, how, do build, how do you build? How do you build a team in January? There's almost I, like, nobody I, does it. I feel like this season's still on him too. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not. He was part of the infrastructure, right? But ultimately, the planning of the season was between the coach and the higher power, which at the time was Lucy Pieter, right? He's the the last where the buck stops, and he's the one that. Uh, agrees on on what decisions are going to be made, but I don't think that we can say Rui Costa doesn't have any blame in it. I, I completely agree with that, but he also only became the president in November. Um, and if if our hope is comes true, which is Nelson Verissimo is basically just a stopgap, right, to buy time to work in the background with someone who's already going to assume that position, but giving them time in the background to plan. Right. Then I, it all makes sense. If that's not the case, right. Then I think it's a, a massive mistake, but I think we all would like to believe that the, it's the former and they have someone lined up and, and they, they, the ball's already rolling to figure this out. Bill thoughts on, uh, on what he had to say and, and anything to add from what these guys said. Yeah, I agree with what these guys have said. I think he, he needed to come out and say something and, I like that he didn't like go over the top with complaining about the refs and kind of trying to put the blame all on the refs. Cause it's not, I mean, the team's playing like shit. Yes. That one game, that game had a horrible call that could have changed the game uh, completely. Um, but he had, he had to come out and say something and, and, and kind of stand up and, and tell the fans like, yep, the buck stops here. Team's playing bad. I take responsibility, but we're also getting screwed um, by some of these decisions. Um, I I personally didn't love hearing the fans tell him to go fuck off. Like, <laughs> neither he, did I. He no, but I I understand. Like, player, like stuff. my my feelings for him as a player aside, like I I get the fans are frustrated, but like you have to look at it. Like he he has had a small window to impact this team and change the team and make any kind of actual like changes to the roster or to management, that kind of thing. Like by the time he took over, like he couldn't bring up like sell players, bring in new players. Like, and in January you can't do much anyways. Well, like, so, I would expect him not to do much, right? If, if right. Nelson Verdes was not going to be your coach, it'd be exactly. a nightmare for you to bring in more players. Yeah. Like I, I think, I think the only, my only criticism of him right now, not my only, but, one of my criticisms of him is the fact that he came out and essentially said that like Nelson Verissimo was only here until the end of the year. And 
But I mean, he didn't call him interim. He said he's here till the end of the year. Right. right? He could have said, but you're finding a solution. I think it's the same. I think it's the same. But I would assume that I'm saying he's only here till the end of the season. But I would assume they had that conversation. Right. Because now you look (laughs) at it. Right. Nelson Verissimo left the starting role or the head coach for the B team and now becomes the interim coach for the A team. When they bring in a replacement, I already saw this week that, you know, he's guaranteed to stay within the the coaching staff of the A team. Right. But you would assume they would have had this conversation because it's like, OK, I'm going to go to the A team. And then when you find someone else, where do I go? Right. right. I lost my B team spot. And what no, am I, I just yeah. twiddling my thumbs? I'm unemployed now. Right. I agree. So, I, just, I, I just think the fact that he came out like saying he was only here till the end of the year, essentially sent the message that this is a lame duck coach and you're kind of packing the season. in, if you will, like the, I, don't, I don't think that sent the right message to fans or to the team at all um i think but- i think i think that's i i actually think the opposite i think the, the, the him saying that gives me a, okay he's planning the season for, for next year he's he's starting he, like it's fine maybe maybe he, it's almost tossing the towel but he has confidence in verissimo to continue with this team and, and do whatever he can but the, like mikey said i think this is a conversation he already had with verissimo has to, to be right and talked about it listen well, yeah like Mike you're, said, you're, reports you're, as well. you're 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 here you're here you're gonna carry us until the end um and then next year you know this is the plan right i'm uh, you wouldn't say that with verissimo hearing on tv uh, oh shit i guess i'm getting fired in june no right. I think it's a conversation he had, and it's a plan between them. Like, listen, this is how it's going to go going forward. I think that's a great idea. I think for us, I, 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 I like I like hearing that. I like. I don't that disagree part. that they've they've had that conversation. I just don't think it sends coming out and publicly saying it in the interview. I don't think it sends the right message. That like essentially packing the season. Like I I feel like that's what the message was sent. That he's staying here no matter what. We could lose the rest of the games and we're not going to, but that's not also, that's also not a guarantee, right? Like say shit completely goes, if Benfica loses three, four, five games in a row, there's no chance that he's going to stay. Right. I think Benfica pulls the (laughs) the fire alarm and is like, all right, now we need to make a decision now. Right. I think it completely changes the plan. But do you think if, if Nelson videos came in and completely shit the bed and did terrible, do you think that he would, there's no chance he would have maintained that pressure. I don't believe it. Right. I think he would have just had to basically push up his plan and say, listen, we can't wait till the end of the year because shit's going really bad. We need to make a decision now. But that's just my opinion. I, I just want to go back on one thing Oscar said about um, kind of how Rui Costa needs to create a plan like we had before Jesus, right? And and one thing I would say to that, right? I know we, we like to say that there was a plan before Jesus that we were on track of, but let's not forget that there was a core on this team from the time of Jesus that was probably one of the better teams we've we've seen, right? And that core was there throughout Jar Jesus, Rui Vitória, Bruno Lage. Okay. And as the time went on, little pieces were getting, you know, moved or retiring or whatever, like Louis Zhao. And sm- smaller pe- like it was much easier to contain because you had a core team. And it was easier to be like, okay, now the plan is. Now that we have an established team, the plan is to bring in the, the youth little by little. Where I think right now, there is no core. I don't believe there's a core on this team, right? We, we might think, like, I would love to have Altamendi there, but Altamendi's on the, the tail end of his career, right? Vertong and the same thing. Maybe you can start with, with Lucas Verissimo. Uh, yeah, Lucas Verissimo. But there is no real core that I can see some of these players, like, long-term future. I think... As much as we want to say, like, oh, we need to create a plan, like before JJ's second stint, 
I think there there are going to be a lot of new players on this team. You have to because there is no core right now. So I think there there has to be. I think the plan is, uh, uh, yes, getting a coach, a new coach. But that coach is going to have a lot to say on who he's bringing in because he's got to establish some sort of core to this team and then continue. I think the 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 idea of bringing in the youth little by little as pieces you know move on to different different yeah no no that, that, i totally agree with that but i'm talking about like the uh, when when uh Vieta talked about the 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 formation and all the seychelles and all that that was a plan and that was a plan they kept for a lot many years right there's a plan that they they brought out ruben diaz they brought renato sanchez gonzalo Guedes, the guys that they they actually implemented into the a team because in the past you didn't have that you I, you have guys leaving from the the b team straight to to other teams right so mm-hmm. the plan was to to bring these guys in and and mash them with or mash them with the with the solid players that they already had there like Wietzels and Javi Garcia's and stuff like that right that yeah. they learned from those guys so I think that plan was in place and maybe Jesus at the beginning made that core strong and then we just implemented guys to come in and fix and, and you know fill gaps and here and that and then we completely went out away from it yeah after we uh, went and then we was this this year or two years ago we decided to buy almost make a whole new team right yeah. And and that went away from that reminded me of those years when we had the the every every year was a new team, uh, yeah. every year was a new team and it, we we had to start from scratch and then our fans didn't give them time and then we had to fire a coach the new coach came in a whole new team was built and we never had a system of continu- continuity you know what I mean like Portuguese I, I yeah no I agree Jay, you're muted Jay you're I, muted. I, I think that oh you're, you're, Jay, talk, you're muted Jay you're you're talking Jay, you're muted. and I can't hear you. Uh, what were you saying? Kenny was talking. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, and I understand what I understand what Oscar's saying now, but at, at the at this point in time, I think that a lot of the players that came in in at you know George Azuja's second stint, I mean, we were hoping they were gonna pan out a lot better than they have, right? So right. It, that does happen when the players don't pan out. Now you lose because I mean Darwin, if if Dar, I mean Darwin has been playing better, right? But if Darwin was essential and could have been an immediate replacement to um uh, you know, Vinicius and, 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 uh, Pistoledo and all, you know, if he was a legit cornerstone on the team, that could have been a good replacement, but he hasn't been right. Or, you know, even, um, Valschmidt, right. He could have been that midfielder, that, that second nine that could have helped, but these players didn't pan out. So that core that we had completely, it didn't go from just like filling in spots. It's now like dismantled. And for me, you know, I think the team has to be rebuilt. I think one of what, what, um, Rui Costa, I think, is is trying to say or has said is that rather than build from outside the estrangeiro and spending a ton of money, it's more internally, whether it's through the youth, but also within the league. Because I think yeah. that's that's been a huge success for Sporting and Porto, and we have to do a better job there in that market so that yeah, those players should, don't just go, go to Sporting. They should go get that kid that tooled them. It was Jovi said, Sinu, whatever his name is. Yeah, but but that I think that is where I mean we at the end of the day, for me, I think it's it's still gonna take time unless we immediately pick up next year. But the core I don't see a core on this team that I'm no, comfortable with moving forward. I would say just to move on to the Tundela game, one change that he has implemented ready for next season is uh Lorenz Coelho is back. Um, as taking leadership of the professional football. Um, for those of you who do remember, he was uh, at the club. Uh, he was part of the big success that Benfica had um, with George Jesus in his first stint, with Rui Vitoria, 
Um, he was the head of football transfers acquisitions. He was like um, the GM. Yeah. So uh, rumor is that. Wait, when did he about, go? He was. He had a function within the club. So when he left, uh, he won the the tetra. And he left after. I think he had another function within the club, um, but I mean, since that, since he left, like our management yeah. of professional football has taken a huge left turn. Um, so, if anything, hopefully, this is another sign. Who, who, that was, who was in charge of that after he left? You know? Rui Costa was. Oh. Rui Pedro Braz is now. Um, Tiago Pinto. So okay, Tiago Pinto took over Lorenzo Coelho. Um, when he left, um, but, Tiago, but Tiago Pinto is, is supposed to be a real good, right? Correct, but I mean, also Tiago Pinto inherited right what Lourdes Quid you had already put yeah. in place for many years, right? Same thing that people say Rui Vitoria inherited Jorge Jesus's you know coattails, right? Yeah, and, and the team was already there, right? And but he was part of a big piece of that success. Ever since he left, Benfica has kind of taken a dip in terms of management of the professional football. Hopefully his return next year, and the rumor is that Rui Pedro Braz will take a back seat or a, less, um, a lesser role um, as, it, as it relates to transfers and acquisitions. Um, so hopefully this is another sign that you know things are being worked in the background and there's actually some thought and planning going into it, and it's not we're just you know riding by the seat of our pants. Um, Moving on to yesterday's game, Tundela 1, Benfica 3. Um, I'll start with you, Kenny. Um, thoughts on this game? Benfica starts with a 4-4-2 or, again, a 4-3-3, however you want to look at it. Um, in the back, we had Odiseas, we had Grimaldo, Vertonghen, Otamendi, Lazaro. Rafa's back from COVID. Paulo Bernardo, Weigel, Everton, Darwin, and Gonçalo Ramos. Um, João Mario's out with COVID. Uh, a game that, after Rui Costa's statement, um, again, rumors were, uh, hold on. Juan's got a comment here. I really need to get some sleep. I just want you guys to know that I'm really sad about the way Benfica handled PZ's case. We haven't had in the last 30 years, many players that really have those numbers. Plus Benfica never knows how to do a proper farewell to the best players. That should be a Benfica brand. We suck at that. And now we owe it to PZ and Jean Pinto, Cardoso, Simão, Gaitan, Salvio, Aymar, a couple more. Only Jonas and Luizão have had a proper goodbye. Love you guys. Keep going. Carrega Benfica. João, um abraço. Obrigado, João. Uh, totalmente bem. de acordo. Totalmente de acordo. O Osco está totalmente de acordo e depois amanhã podes ouvir no áudio para ver como é que foi a conversa logo uh, mais tarde aqui no nosso podcast sobre o, o teu querido Pizzi. Um, vai dormir. So, um, a game that, right, the team has to have a reaction, right? After, the, after Rui Costa goes into the locker room, You know, he basically says, you know, we need better. We need more. Um, rumor was that uh, he basically gave the players an ultimatum. Um, and the truth is, is that in this game, first half, I thought that Befica looked better in the sense of their reaction to the to losing possession. They were much more aggressive. Um, there was much more uh, interest um, on and off the ball, they just looked more engaged. They looked more connected. We created a variety of chances um, in that first half. We scored two goals. We go into the half at 2-0. Um, and, Kenny, I'm going to ask you what your thoughts on uh, of this game is. And, and I guess 
we could touch on the first half. The second half, we score early in the second half. We make it 3-0. And then Nelson Vidisu makes changes. And again, he kills the team. Like, he takes Everton out, who was playing well. Yeah. But he takes our best players out and completely kills the team. And we completely fall apart in the last 30 minutes. He makes the first substitution, I think, in the 62nd. 62nd. We go up a man in the 65th. And for the last 25 minutes, we were useless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thoughts on that and uh, thoughts on uh, the fact that my question to you was going to be, we saw a reaction from these players, right? So for how long have we been asking for just this part of it, the attitude, the caring, the aggressiveness, right? So these players have the ability to do that, right? You can't teach it. Is it concerning, because it is for me, that these guys are just capable of turning it on and turning it off whenever they please? Because they clearly didn't care to do it against Jovi Sint and many other games. And then all of a sudden, the president goes into the locker room, starts fucking throwing shit around. Next game, they show up, and he basically comes out publicly and says, we're not playing well, but the refs, blah, 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 right? But again, we're not playing well. And all of a sudden, for 45 minutes, until the coach makes five changes, the team looks like they actually care again. For me... That's a massive concern because these guys basically can turn it on and turn it off whenever they please. Yeah, no. And, and so to touch on um, the piece on the, uh, the substitutions, right? So I think we, we've talked about this, right? It seems like he's just making subs to make subs and to, to use them all. Um, I, I didn't actually see this entire game. So um, I didn't kind of catch the flow of how the game went and, and how the subs were made. But it does seem like he's just making substitutions just to make them um, in regards to the, how they react to this game. I, I agree. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we kind of, I've, I can kind of tell that there's clearly something wrong in the locker room and Nelson Verissimo's message uh, isn't coming across. Right. And it took, you know, Rui Costa, you know, getting cursed at by the fans for him to react and then it took Rui Costa to get in the Balneario to say something and, and throw them an ultimatum to get them to react. So clearly the, the players are not motivating or not motivated themselves. There's there's a huge, you know, lack of leadership in the locker room. And, and I think that's pretty evident to me. So, um, yeah, but I also I'm not confident in this team. Like Oscar was saying uh, in the in the chats during the game. Right. I think we were up three, three, nothing. And Oscar's like, is it? Is it okay for me to say that I still don't I don't feel like we have this game in, in the bag? I agree. I think at any point in time we can completely fall apart. And I, I don't foresee us continuing, you know, playing this type of, you know, like we played this last game moving forward. I think we're going to see a lot of ups and downs because the team just isn't motivated. And I think, you know, there's a lack of, you know, the, the, the season's kind of done. Right. I mean, there's not really anything you're playing for except for just your pride. Right. And for the for the for the jersey on your back. And I don't know. I don't think a lot of but these. Do you players... think that takes a little bit of pressure off them, given the fact that like there's no real attainable titles to to target? Right. Think about the Lodge situation. Right. Like, does that? Do you think that takes a little bit of pressure off them for the rest of the season? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I mean, in, in theory, it should. Like, you don't have any pressure. You can just go out and play. It should, but, but I also feel like the way these guys have been playing. I also feel not. like their their mind isn't set on Benfica. I mean. I, they could probably look at this PZ thing like, look, PZ was, you know, a god here, and he's gone. Who's to say, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not next, right? The Almeidas or whoever, like, who's to say, you know, if I don't want to be here, that's one thing. But like, I also can, they can just kick me out anytime. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's going to be an up and down the rest of the way. I don't believe that this is going to right the ship or anything. I just think we had a good game. You know, it, it, kind of things went our way. There weren't too many controversial calls and the game went our way. And that, that happens a lot. And I think the next time we see adversity, right, I want to see the next time how I react to a disallowed goal or a red card or something like that. I want to see how we react then, not during a game that's everything's going your way and everything seems to be all right. Um, and maybe I might not watch anymore because it seems like they do better when I don't watch. So maybe that might be my. We'll you know, give you play thing. by play via text that you yeah. just don't turn the TV on. Um, Jay, thoughts on on the game and wanted to get your thoughts on Everton. Uh, I have some stats here in terms of, of Everton. Um, he scored again. That's three games running that he scored. Um, with JJ in 2021-2022 this season, he had 27 games, four goals, five, five assists. In seven games since he left, he's got three goals, two assists. Um, I've said it uh, quite a few times now since JJ left that I felt that Everton looked more confident, more engaged, um, more willing to take that risk, um, to make that extra pass. Uh three games in a row that he scored. I know that you, if I'm not mistaken, still weren't a believer when I mentioned it uh, on the podcast that you weren't on and you were commenting. Um, so thoughts on the game and thoughts on Everton's, I guess, evolution post JJ. Um, I'm not a mute. As far as the game, <laughs> as far as the game, um, I thought you guys pretty much touched base on it. I thought they played good for like 60 minutes overall. Um, yeah, but I like I was not confident in them winning it still because I was like they could probably still tie it, this and that. Uh, I just thought overall they played well. Um, they, I I didn't understand the substitutions at all um, with Nelson Villarreal. Like you said, it kind of killed the match for Befica, and we looked lost completely. And I was actually pissed that we gave up that goal because that ruined my prediction <laughs> overall. But, I got the uh, prediction. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I just thought that it, it just wasn't still as convincing as I wanted it to be. I thought they played a little bit harder, um, but it, it just—I I don't know—it just doesn't bring. Like I, I'm not ready to turn. Think that like you're you're saying that Joey Simple was rock bottom. I still like kind of agree with Kenny. I think there's still more bad to come. Fuck! I hope not. And, <laughs> and to be honest, and to be honest, it's and to me, it's good. At, it's it's the Ajax game. Because if we get demolished, I think this whole team just goes to shit. To be honest, to be like, I'm win. It's win. How many? I was like, we're gonna get killed. And I, I feel like that's why I think that there's still more bad to come because I think that once that game happens, and I don't think that we're gonna pass, and I think that hopefully that we don't get embarrassed, but um. I think that after that, I think we're going to see like a lot of youth, a lot of young kids come because I think none of the eight, like the, uh, the players that are playing want to play anymore after that. Hopefully it, it's not a bloodbath, but time will tell. We got two games before we got to play them. So hopefully the next two games, Santa Clara and Bovista are positive ones and we can go into that game, at least on somewhat of a high. Um, so we, should Oscar, 
it's not a team to sleep on either. I know. They start winning at home. I mean, I mean, this weekend, Saturday, we got Santa Clara. See how that goes. That, that, those two those two games aren't going to be easy. Santa Clara. No, I agree. Santa Clara's got a good team. And Bovista, since Petit's gone there, I mean, we just struggled against them in, in the Tasa Liga. So, yeah. Uh, and it's away at Stadio Besa. So it won't be easy. Oscar, thoughts on this game? And wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, I know Rafa just came back from from COVID, um, but again, it was another game that you know he's had the cycle of, you know he's he's struggling to get into the game, and and I don't know if it's the the tactics that have changed. He just he seems like he's handcuffed. Like he just his body language seems off. He doesn't seem, uh, you know, interested in getting the ball and, and running at guys um, like we saw two months ago. I don't know what the hell's going on, but get your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I think it was a game of two halves. Um, first half, we we played one probably the, our best half when it comes to pressure, when it comes to, you know, lose the ball, you go right after it, um, like get, recovering the ball really quick. Uh, we score goals. We, we, Darwin was on his, on his day. He was shooting the ball. He was doing well. Uh, Everton, another game, another good, good, good performance by him. So I was impressed with with our individual players playing as a team for the, for the first time probably this season, other than the games we beat like teams eleven zero. But uh, but uh, <laughs> but this but this uh, but this uh, Barcelona. Yeah, that that was a defensively a good a good a good display. But uh, when it comes to attacking and in in uh, uh, keeping the ball, I think this first half against Tondela was one of our best games. Um, and then we have the verissimo issue is and we take subs out. And I think he, the subs he did is because he thought the game was won, right? 3-0, 60-something minutes. Let's give these guys some rest. Uh, but it, obviously it killed the momentum because we, they got a red card and they were well, what are we? What are we giving them rest for? We're playing one game a week. <laughs> I don't know. Just because I think that's that's what the clock says. Hey, I get six, that. I'm just confused. That's, that's the, the clock. The, that's the, 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 the analytics. The analytics say. Analytics coming to when, when you went to school, to coaching school, it said, about the 65 minutes, by to cut alarm, it does my substitution. And it's usually the forward guys. He makes five substitutions every I game. But that's basically, to me, that's what it is. I think the alarm went off, and he's like, all right, shit, who do I take out? He literally so, made a double swap at the 73rd and then another double double swap at the 81st. Yeah. Like, the fuck's the point? Yeah, but but the game was won. I think the game was won even though I didn't believe it because I, I this team doesn't convince me that uh, 3-0 is enough on the 60th minute. Um, and But but then again, the like, I don't know. This is the first time I, see, I saw the team playing, playing uh, as a team. And then the Rafa issue is the system change. I think once we he was playing the top three, like the, with the three forwards, basically a striker and two guys in the wide, and Rafa is one of those guys playing more in the, up in the field. I think having him go as a basically a right wing now, where he has to defend a lot more and and run a lot more of the field, it's it's him taking it adjusting to that system. And and we saw that at the beginning when before. Before we went to a three four three, uh, or three five three, whatever fucking way we want to call it, three five two. We saw that with Rafa. Remember how he wasn't getting it? Like it, it felt like yeah. he needed to do. We needed. He couldn't get in, in the system. He couldn't fit in. He couldn't. And he, it took some so ch- such a long time since we we got him 
that uh it, we just even thought man uh, this guy is like he's he was so good at braga and now he's like he sucks what the hell's wrong with this guy and then they changed the system and he penned out he was doing good and i think now going back to that he has to get adjusted and i hope it's something it's just a temporary thing that he comes back from i hope so because uh we could use him i mean darwin fortunately has had a good season and uh, he's really the only guy right now that gives us the option of playing the ball in behind, right? And his pace and his strength, he, he creates a threat on his own, right? Rafa is really the only other guy that's, you know, a go at defenders, you know, create havoc. And when he's not doing that, we almost become very one dimensional, right? I, I think we become very easy to play against, um, especially for teams that set up with a deep defensive line. Tundela didn't do that, which I think played in our favor. Um, they're also the worst defense in the league, um, right? So I think all of that kind of was a recipe for disaster. But as we've seen, teams that sit deep are organized or compact. We struggle to break down because, right, we don't play into space, right, unless it's Darwin, right? So it's easy to defend. And our crosses, nine out of ten times, they're useless, right? So as a defender, you're you're comfortable, right? Everything's in front of you, right? You I, I, in- I, I, I have... One last thing to say, and I want to give uh, uh, you know a shout out to Sefirovic. He scored two games in a row. <laughs> what? Who? Sefirovic. Well, what are you talking about? Is it, oh <laughs> shit, that's Ramos because he missed nine to score two. <laughs> so he finally, dude, that miss that he had when Darwin lays it off to him, dude, so bad. Oh he tries God. to like oh, when he headed it, it back. He yeah, that was it such a good cross, yeah. uh, Dude, such he tries a good to layoff. Crush the wall and you just yeah. place it. Just... Yeah, that was it. Was upsetting. Was Bill. it left? Was he 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 hit that lefty? He, no, he was right. lefty. Left, yeah. Lefty, yeah. yeah. Lefty, so I, I mean, so. yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, but it was such a good layoff yeah, by Darwin, and and he ended up smashing it over. Uh, Bill, thoughts on the game? And I wanted to leave this question for you, which is, do you think that there's are, are you hopeful that there's something that we can build off of what we saw in those 62 minutes that were far more positive than anything we've seen in the last month and a half? Or no, do you I think it was know. just it, we played against an opponent that didn't sit deep, worst defense in the league? It happened, right? But this weekend, you know, a more organized Santa Clara team is going to bring us back down to reality. I mean, Kenny agrees with me. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't play like this wasn't a perfect game, like, and we didn't no. play like nice footy. Or, like, I, I think like the positives from this game or from the first 50, 60 minutes were just the fact that we were aggressive. Like, if we lost the ball, we were on top of them. Like Oscar said, I think that is just a huge positive considering how we've looked up until this game. Like, we just. You never saw any kind of reaction from the team. You'd lose the ball, and then it's like everyone turns around and runs back, and you give them plenty of space to build up. Like it, we we haven't seen this type of like physicality. We lose the ball, get on them tight. Let's get it back as quickly as possible. Like we haven't seen this from the, this team, so I think that's a positive we can take. And I hope that if we're not playing well, at least we have like that attitude where we lose it, let's get it back get back on top of it. Um, you can't get much worse than what we've looked. <laughs> I think that's the, the why game. we're so, we're yeah, so hyped like, up about it because it was so much better than what we've seen. In the it, last and it wasn't month. even I'm like we, the team didn't play well. I think it was just 
the fact that we saw like a response from the players and like they were they were uh, like just, they it, it almost like they gave a shit like they lost the ball fucking win it back yep. we didn't I don't think we played well I thought there was a lot of sloppy play going on I think Vigel was sloppy in this game which yep. we don't he's you don't been see the last couple of games which I was right. going to mention and I, there was yeah. there was a few passes in this game where it was just like what are you fucking doing like it was just yep. there was one where he was like running away from the player and like turn and try to play it like cross field. Yeah. And like it was went just to, like, there was no yeah, one like, it was like just, 25 yards. He had his back to like the, the side and he like turns and tries to play like a 40 yard ball. Like, I don't know, like just uncharacteristic mistakes like that from him. And I, I think the team in general didn't play great. I think it was just the positive we can take from this is that we were more aggressive. We didn't just sit back and let them keep possession we at least were on top of them trying to win it back and try to keep possession. Um, and I, I think you would hope that something that simple is easy to carry over to the next game. But again, we haven't seen it from this team multiple games in a row. So you can't say, all right, we've seen it once. We're going to see it again next week, like this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised at all if on, on Saturday we see Benfica sitting back and Bovista fucking pinging the ball all over the place. Santa Clara. Or Santa Clara. Because this team is so like, was it Jekyll and Hyde? Like they're just all over the place. Like you, yeah. you can't, you don't. We haven't had any like consistent games back to back to back. Like it, it, it's all over the place. I won't um, be fooled. Let's be honest. I will not be fooled by this team again. Okay, right. Oscar, I agree with, Oscar, I agree with that. At, at uh, first year of JJ, he called it. I'll give it to him. We were on this like run. Hey, at least we're winning, right? And I was on that high. I, I was riding the roller coaster. I was on the bus. I was, the I was driving the bus. It was a Ferrari, yeah. yeah. I was driving. Mike was driving it. We crashed all, and burned. A lot of us were all fooled. So during this time, I'm not – I will not, you know, get back on the high. Uh, I'll take the positive, but I don't think they'll build off of it. I think there's yeah. a deeper, deeper problem within this team. And, uh, like, this isn't just the answer to it. I think there's, there's a bumpy road along uh, the rest of the way. I agree. Okay. Oh shit! The realist was right. <laughs> this one time, I'll give you your due. This one okay. time, PZ uh, conversation is about to come up. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to that <laughs> before we jump over to the uh, main event on the card. Uh, Call him by his true name, Pizan. What? Pizidan. Pizidan. You're missing a letter. Um, Jay, I'll start with you. Who was your? Who would you rate man of the match in this game? Um, I, I I thought Darwin played the best overall. Okay, Darwin, according to goal point rating, uh, Everton with a seven point eight. He had two assists and a goal. Um, Darwin had a seven five. Gonzalo Ramos had a seven five. Weigel seven four. Otamendi seven. Uh, Tarapt was the lowest of the five one, but he also came in later. Rafa of all the starters was the lowest, other than Odisea. I agree, Michael. With a five three, um, Mike DeSilva says next game on Otamendi looks to distribute the ball. Pay attention to the lack of check-ins by midfielders. These guys don't want to sprint or show a drive. I don't. I don't disagree with that either, Mike. Um, Bill, man of the match for you. I want to see Darwin just because of the goal, but I think overall, uh, Everton. I thought he played phenomenal. Um, and like you said, he's since JJ's left. It looks like there's some weight off his shoulders, and he's. He's looking a little freer on the field. He's got uh, some different responsibilities on yeah. the field, which I think frees him up offensively. So, 
But that Darwin goal, I think that, that might be man of the match on its own. Golasso. Um, speaking of Everton, there was a rumor that Flamengo was trying to sign him. Um, they offered like $15 million for 70% of his uh, uh, player pass, and Mefica said no. And they said they won't sell him for anything less than $35 million. He's been growing since JJ left, and they believe that he'll be a valuable asset in the summer. Um, so that's the latest news on him. Kenny, man of the match for this game. Yeah, I have to go with uh, Darwin. Just, you know, that goal. If, if last week, you know, we were talking about his value, $50 million, that goal alone, 80. My, my, now, 80. now maybe 60, 70. We're getting closer to that to that number that you guys are talking about. So Darwin, just, you know, the goal, more confidence. I, I think he played with a lot more confidence this game. So I'll give I it agree. to him. He, and he was back. He he missed the last two games right. in the Tasa Liga because he was away. I think he offers this team a completely different dynamic. He's got uh, 21 goals this season in all competitions, 16 in the league, two assists. Um, I think I saw something today that in 70 matches or 71 matches that he's played for Benfica, he's got uh, something like 32 goals and, and 15 assists, right? So he's been directly involved in – and almost 50 goals um, in 70 or 71 games. So, uh, you know, he's he's starting to roll here. Oscar. Oscar's gonna... wrong. Hey, I'll tell you this. Oscar's going to be wrong about Darwin. I was just going to say, Oscar, you're going to – I mean, Oscar's been coming no, around about wait, him. Oscar's wait, wait, wait. been coming around. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that Darwin's – wrong meaning no. like he's going to be a flop. I said flop That's is going to be uh, Yarmachuk. I don't know if you guys remember the my, my initial True. thing. But Darwin also had a, a, Chris, a rough start he had, as well. He, he hadn't proven himself yet, Correct. which which I, I said he, he has time to prove himself, but he hasn't done anything. To, to, right, right now it's like we are. You also about, you also criticize him because you paid uh, twenty five million and you a hundred percent now and now to be honest, he's probably been our best player. A hundred percent, and I'm not denying that. I'm just saying until we paid a lot of money for this guy, and I expect goals at that time, he wasn't scoring goals, so I'm criticizing because I hadn't seen anything prior to that. And Ebbing Fika, like so. Back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yes. your man of the match? Oscar? My man of the match is Everton. I think uh, Darwin had a phenomenal game. He scored a goal. He was shooting well. He, uh, but but Everton the to post. me, the, yeah, and and Everton had it off off the crossbar as well. Yep. It would have been would have yep. been almost the same identical yep. goal as as uh, Darwin if the goalie didn't have a fingertip save. So Everton to me, two goals, a goal and a crossbar was to me one of the the is better games. I agree, and that that assist on Gonzalo Ramos' goal, like his patience, and then his layoff to Gonzalo Ramos. A lot of players in that spot probably don't make that pass. I mean, considering it was like a two and a half yard pass, but it was perfectly weighted, picked his head up. Um, so I would say uh, Everton for me as well. I think two assists, a goal. Uh, again, I think he's growing, and and hopefully we'll start to see. Um, you know, the Everton that we all expected. Then again, last year, towards the end of the season, we started to see a little bit of this, and then he kind of fizzed out. So hopefully, going back to Kenny and, and what Bill said as well, right, consistency, right? Do it for a stretch, five, six, seven games, and then and then we can see how that goes. Uh, Mikey put, Mike Silva put a comment here. Sublinha tem agora tantos gols ao serviço do Benfica, 15, como Di Maria, 
Um, o brasileiro precisou de 80 jogos para chegar a este número, já o argentino precisou de 124. Um, Di Maria was younger. Yeah, Di Maria came, came in at 20 right. years old. Much Everything younger. comes in at 26. You expect Correct. something some, something better from a Much younger. Year. Everton was an, is an international already. Di Maria we was also a very young kid. Like peanuts for Di Maria. Not, yeah, but that's different times. Di Maria 20, came in 2008. And Di Maria also weighed like four pounds when he came. He was yeah. a tiny Something dude. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to uh, the last topic in the main event on the uh, card for tonight. PZ goes on loan um, to, I don't even know what the hell the name of the team is. Um, Oscar, Oscar, can you pronounce it? Let's go. Istanbul. <laughs> no, that's the second part of their name. Bersikatar. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing. Long. I'm practicing. I'm practicing. Uh, so he went on loan for six months to Turkish side. Um, there's no option to buy. Uh, so he's obviously coming back at the end of the season. And then I'm sure they'll figure it out uh, from there. I'm going to open it up with, with uh, Jay and Oscar first, just because they're the two most passionate about this topic, um, just to give their thoughts. And, and really what I'm looking to see here is, uh, PZ's put 360 games um, for Benfica, 94 goals, 96 assists over seven and a half years. Um, and, and I'm going to say, and I don't think any of us can deny, as Joaninha says, Oscar, how much did you cry already? Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us can deny that PZ has been arguably one of, if not the most influential player that we've seen at Benfica in the last seven, eight years. I don't think anyone can deny that. 20. Um, for, fine. But I'm just saying like in the term, in times, in the time that he's been at Benfica, right? I don't, maybe Jonas jumps out. Right. But like, I, I don't think anyone has been as influential statistically as he has. Right. He put up numbers that players in that position don't put up. Right. On the other side of that, I also feel like his numbers also created a deceiving image of the type of player that he was. And, and the example I'm going to give is PZ had very similar numbers in his best year at Benfica as Bruno Fernandes had at Sporting. If I was to ask you, do you think PZ is as good as Bruno Fernandes, would you say he is or he isn't? That's a anyone. question? Uh, anyone. Would you guys say that PZ is as good as Bruno Fernandes? No. No. Not my, my opinion, no. I, I would say no as well. No. Right. So I think that the numbers were a bit deceiving in terms of how good he was. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he was absolutely influential for Benfica for many years. Our best player, um, you know, for two, three years in terms of goals. Like he was just putting numbers through the roof. Um but now he goes out on loan. Um, like João said in his comment earlier, right? Uh, Benfica unable to kind of have proper farewells for some of their best players. And it almost gets the sense that PZ basically leaves through the back door, right? The likelihood of him coming back and putting on that jersey again is very unlikely. It could happen. We don't know, but it could. Um, right? And a player that, again, he, he gave us a lot, whether you liked him or not, or whether you thought he was the best or not, or whether you thought his caliber. Uh, represented the numbers that he put up is indifferent, right? But the fact is he, he put up very good numbers and he helped us win titles. Um, but now he goes out on loan. And I guess I'll open it up to, uh, I'll go with Jay first. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of this decision? 
Do you think it's a decision that shows, right? Benfica got rid of JJ because of the altercation. And do you think it's a decision that shows that there were two faults here? We need to get rid of the two faults and clean the slate. Or do you think it was just a matter of JJ's gone? PZ's not an option. He's one of our higher salaries. Let's move him on. Let's save some of that money for the rest of the year. He's not going to be a, a part of the plan. In the summer, we'll make a decision on it, and and we'll go from there. I think it's that. I think that I, he's played his course. I think he's played his course like three years ago. But um, I, I'm happy that he left. Uh, he, him and Jesus, that whole argument, JJ left. Now he leaves. I think it's the right decision, the right call for the, the locker room as well. Um, I think that there's still more players in that locker room that need to leave. Um, uh, and then Albeda is one of them. Um, I like Rafa, but I think Rafa needs to leave Bayfica as well. I think he's kind of played his course at Bayfica overall. Um, in, in my opinion, there's just, I'm just happy because, like, to me, this is a good start because I, I get it. I, and I do agree with what you said. PZ did do a lot it, stats wise, he's he won a lot for us, but. If you're looking at all his stats and all that, you also have to look at what he did the last couple of years, which is I don't disagree. A lot, a lot of BS bullshit, locker room wise, um, even playing wise, he wasn't that great. It it, it just it he kind of I think he kind of dug his own grave by doing all that as well. Um, that's why he's going down the back door and not getting praised like some players overall. Is it the right decision? Probably not. Uh, I I personally like. My sports teams, I like to see players get a good farewell. Um, I'm kind of butthurt because Brady didn't get one. But uh, <laughs> I, I get I get what Oscar's, Oscar's probably where you to say where he's he did do a lot. He, his stats don't – I mean, facts are facts. He had one of the best stats-wise for a midfielder, I think, well, that year where he scored, he scored like almost 40 goals. And yeah, 30 crazy. Like that's, that's ridiculous numbers. But also no team came knocking at our door to pay – for PZ after, like you said, his neighbor, his numbers were kind of inflated some, like with probably the PK. It's just, it just didn't show how he actually played on the field. Uh, but I thought he played, he, he did have a good career in the beginning, but towards the end, it kind of just fell apart. And I just, I ended up despising the guy, to be honest. I'm really happy that he left and see you later and good luck in Turkey. Oscar, I'm going to pass it to you. Before I pass it to you, I'm going to bring up on the screen here a message that PZ left on his social media. Um, inicio a partir de hoje inicio a partir de hoje um novo projeto profissional no Basak Sahir uh, onde espero ser feliz nos próximos meses estava longe de pensar que este dia chegaria tão repentinamente, mas a vida de um, de um futebolista é estar preparado para tudo e aceitar as mudanças, sempre defendi o Sport Lisboa Benfica, tenho muito orgulho em ter sido capitão desta enorme instituição this sentence I think tells me that he's not coming back Tem, ter sido capitão right, because he's, he's coming back on loan are coming back from the loan. Uh, continuarei a apoiar sempre, após tantos anos, títulos, jogos, golos e momentos memoráveis para mim e para a minha família. O Benfica é e sempre será a minha casa. Tenho a certeza que a equipa técnica, os meus colegas e as pessoas que estão diariamente no Seixal, tudo farão para que as alegrias regressem o mais rápido possível. Estou sempre convosco, mesmo estando longe. Um abraço a todos. Um, Oscar, thoughts on, on what happened here, how all this unraveled um, and what Jay said? I, th I I said it on the on the chat and I'll repeat it again here. I think this is this is a very straightforward situation. Um, we 
Being, being, obviously, PZ has his numbers, had his play at Benfica. Uh, nobody can deny how good he was and, and continued to be an influence on, on this team, right? Benfica team, right? And I think where, even though you say, okay, Tank mentioned three years ago he should have left, um, when we started going, going to shit last year, it was Jesus. Jesus turned to him. All right. He became, I mean, he was he started more frequently last year. Yeah, Jesus turned to him as a hey, guy going, and now I don't have any better, right? So Jesus, it's only been this year that it basically it all went to shit, where he doesn't play and he comes in the 90, 90th minute. You're muted. I don't know, so I can't hear you. But you stay muted. I don't. I like you like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to me, basically, this is what what it was. The season started off well, uh, and you, you didn't – I mean, I didn't hear a pew from PZ. When we started went to, to shit, when this happened against Sporting, we started sucking against uh, we against Porto back-to-back. And when Jesus is not there, a captain spoke out to the team I, and said it's truth. Don't know if it was the right thing to do. And, and me in his situation, I would have done the same thing just because I – I have a little bit of a when it comes to losing, I don't like it, and I I can lose my shit, right? So I probably he probably said things he shouldn't have said to the locker room, and and obviously that came out, and and I'm pretty sure it happens in others uh, other uh, locker rooms. It happens with other teams where the coach argues with the with the the player, and it's happened with Benfica, and not only in the locker room, it happened in the fucking final of the Katasa with the Oscar Cardoso and Jesus, right? Yep. He pushed him in front of the fucking live TV. Right, so it's happened in the past. This time, it happened in the locker room, and it came out. It came out, and basically, Jesus tried to punish Peasy by him turning and saying what he said. And the team sided with with Peasy in this case. Sided with Peasy, Peasy, and uh, and Jesus at this point says, "I have no authority in this in this locker room. I it's like uh, the team is against me, and I, what am I going to do? Coach a team that doesn't believe in me?" So him and Ricos agreed, get him out. You have that's it. You, you have no control of this team anymore. Uh, see you later. But because it came out into the public, now the team has to make a decision and say, uh, "Dude, now that looks like it looks like PZ runs the club, right?" And that's not the image you want. You don't want a player to run the club. So they had to kind of side sideline PZ. Verissimo came in and guaranteed was told PZ is going to leave. It has to leave because we can't have PZ be or the fans think that PZ runs this club. Right, so I think it's the right thing to do. He's coming, he's going on alone, and I'm crossed, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he's part of the the plan for the, for the summer, uh, with the new coach, new stru- structure, new team, uh, you know, whatever Ricosta has planned. I'm hoping that that he is part of that plan, and if he's not, I'm okay with it as well. I'm, it's it's okay. You don't have to agree with me. I hope. Look, he, he's shown to us, he's shown to us on with a, a solid team around him. To be a very, very, very crucial player for Mefica. When he had Jonas and players that, that could play around him, we cannot deny that he was one of our most influential players on the team, right? He, like his numbers speak for themselves. So, like, it's not like he forgot how to play. He just right now doesn't have anybody to play with. Like, it's a bunch of new guys that don't, they don't, as, as Kenny said before, we don't have a team. We have a bunch of individuals that don't play together. Right. So I think there's some we're going to see more of PZ. I really do. And if we don't, I'm totally OK with it. But I think he deserves to be to go from on from the front door, not from the back door. He, he needs to be praised for what he's done for Benfica the last seven years. Think about this. Ninety four goals in seven years for a midfielder. PZ right now 
is old, slow, and sucks. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Kenny. Right now. Right now. I'm talking like today. Wait. Kenny. when you, you realize that when? When he played the last two minutes every and, and, game? And the whole, the whole PZ bullshit started when Weigel came. Like, that's when everything with the PZ in the locker room stuff started. That's when PZ no, tell, tell, tell me your, your sources it, that, again. That's when, that's Wait, when, which, that's your sources. Off. Your sources. Give me your sources. G- g- mention one. <laughs> What, Facebook? No, he said Ebola. Oh, that one. Oh, I see. Yeah, and what? That's what we pretty much no, doing, right? No, the, 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 but uh, your source is like PZ started when Michael came in. Like, pretty much. In my why, opinion, why, that's what I'm why, why, why is it, why is it PZ? started happening. From what I hear, Tank, from what I hear, Tank, when Michael came in, players, not – nobody's – I never heard PZ was your sources. That's that's the same sources, sources, same sources, same sources you're hearing. Now you give me a page on Ebola that says PZ got mad when Vigo came in. So give me give me that page on Ebola. Search it. Do whatever search you want. I heard players were mad the Vigo came in making the best sell, the most salary or a highest salary play, players. Player. Yeah, easy. Play. Oh, oh, those those players. The, yeah. that, the three that man, they, the three that should, always come. The how much? How much? Uh, how much you so pay for Chris Manya subscription? They they come up in one article. They come up in another yeah. article. Like, yeah, that, another, that, that, that. Like, you don't put two and two together. Like you can, oh, the, the, you can the, play the of a little bit. No, no, that's that's not that's not how Look, you the you same get players news. come up in the same article in the same. Look, when you go, when you watch, when you mute them both, mute them both. How do you how do you how do you watch? Do you watch Fox News and CNN? Do you believe which one do you believe? Oh like, man, just put them head to head on the screen. Seriously, I don't watch. Seriously. I don't watch either one. Yeah, you shouldn't watch the ball at record and I told you, I agree with you. I thought he had a great beginning of the year, but the last three years, he sucked. Like, the thing is, you can't admit that he, like, what did he do the last three years? Nothing. The last three years? What do you mean? Th- th- three years ago was with, with, uh, with Bruno Lage, right? He had his best season. Go look oh, it up. Two years. The last two years. What, what has he done? Or two the and last years. two years called George Zouj. Coupe du Zouj. Holy <laughs> shit. He sucks with lots of but still just uses his phone. I get it. It's- Kenny, thoughts on this? Put some uh, put some cream on this burn here. No, I mean, so the way the way Oscar depicted what happened with the the Jesus locker room incident, I, I agree, and I think at that point in time, you can't just let Jesus go and not the player that's that's rumored to be part of the problem as well. You have to make a decision there, and I said it right after. Right, Jesus is just the first peg on the board there's more to come and i said but if they but if they ship pz does that not confirm that he was part of the problem so that's that's what i'm getting to right is because i said it i think pz in january there's going to be and and it's gone right it's february but the window's still the same and where where i disagree with oscar is that it wasn't just after jesus left that pz was not getting minutes i mean he was already not getting minutes at the beginning of the season so in my in my opinion, like Bill 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 said this before, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire, and it doesn't. For me, it's a logical progression of events that have happened since Rui Vitoria that have led to where we are right now. And and it doesn't. I mean, there's there's a narrative there, and and the events that have been, whether you want to call it rumors in the papers or whatnot, it it's come to kind of been what the story is. There might be stretches of of truth there. But the stories kind of line up. So I agree that maybe maybe the Correo de Mania is exaggerating what actually happened. But something did happen. 
Okay, the, because come to find out, whatever was rumored to have happened in the locker room with JJ and PZ, right? At the beginning, it was just all oh, it was just rumors and newspapers. And then Rui Costa came out on an interview and said exactly the same story that was rumored to have happened or was in the papers. So why can we not believe then two years ago with Rui Vitoria wasn't true or when Bruno, La when Bruno Lage was dismissed, it might have not been true because maybe there is some truth there. And let's face it, in my opinion, if Bruno Lage, you know, it was sources that were close to Bruno Lage that said there was a click in the locker room and names were, were said that dismissed him. He could have easily came out and said that is not true. He neither denied it nor, and I agree with you, Oscar. He also didn't. He also didn't um, confirm it. The play, only the players me, came out and denied it, but Bruno Lage didn't address it. Bruno Lage didn't address it, which I but, think is a confirmation of sorts. But if you if, if you can say you if you can if Oscar can say well he was, it was never confirmed, no one confirmed it. Well, I can say he never denied it either. I mean, if you don't know, I don't know. But right. if if those things if if those previous stories. Like we can say, ah, oh, whatever. It's a, it's a story in the paper. Second incident, eh, whatever. Like it's a it's a story in the in the paper. Third incident happens, and now we actually have a president, right? There's a, there's a a chain of command, right? Player, coach, president. The player dis disobeyed or went against the coach. Coach got dismissed by the president. President comes out and confirms the story. Then it's it's logical for me, in my opinion, to go back and be like, well, maybe there was something there in the previous two stories. We, we will never find out, right, unless they come out and confirm it. But I think that there was something there. And that's been a huge problem in this stretch of, of, of seasons and why we've been so bad. So I think JJ was the the goat in, 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 or the black sheep that was, was let go. <laughs> Don't call first. him a goat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I missed. Scapegoat. I, miss, uh, Scapegoat. I, I was trying I to see what he, the acronym stood for. at Benfica coach-wise. But anyways. He was the, he was a scapegoat. Dude, you made Mikey disappear. Or the black <laughs> sheep. I think we just He'll lost Mike. No, I'm here. I don't know what's wrong with my camera though. I can see and hear you guys. He looks better now. <laughs> he was a scapegoat. <laughs> the, first, the first peg that had to go because of the incident. PZ, I agree with Oscar. There's there's no way that PZ could, even as a player, with all this going around, I don't think PZ wants to be there, especially if, if nothing changed with Verissimo. You would have assumed, okay, JJ's gone. Oscar, would you not have thought that maybe PZ would have gotten more minutes? No, dude. I, I, my my explanation to this was when when uh, when uh, Verissim came in, and this happened because of an argument that with Jesus and PZ had, mm -hmm. right? So when when uh, when uh, Rui Costa had to get rid of Jesus, and it was confirmed that Jesus and him got into an argument at the locker room, and and Jesus tried to put ex expel him. And the players sided with PZ, all right? The players, the whole team, not only Rafa and Andre Almeida and Grimaldo, the whole team sided and believed PZ was correct, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when... But Jesus, hold on, was it, was it they sided with PZ or were they were just taking the side of the player because they had more issue with the manager? Not, I don't I, know. I don't know if it was necessarily. everything was correct. I think it was just... If we're going, if we're going to they were, sources... They might have been fed up with what George Jesus was doing. All right, so 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 they agreed with PZ said to him. This is this this is not the thing we want. Yeah, they weren't, this is embarrassing. They this is humiliating. PZ, I think they were just going on PZ's so, side because he was the only one that stood up and said something to JJ. Isn't that meaning backing him up? What the fuck is that, the definition of backing no, him up? Mean? No, like back. What I'm saying is they're not going. They're not saying 
were by his side completely. This is PZ. We're standing with him. I think they were just going. If anyone had said anything, they would have just said, well, "Yeah, hundred percent." So forget so, uh, JJ. We're, all right. We're fed so, up so, with this. so if Otamendi stood up and said the same thing, the I think teams, the majority the teams, of the team would have. The team yeah. would have signed up with Otamendi. Exactly what I'm saying. So it's not a PZ issue. It's it's somebody that had the ball stand up to George Zeus, and then the team basically said, "Hey, there you go. I actually agree with him." All right. So, so, so it's, it's it's more like the person that did it basically took one for the team. And in this case, was PZ. When PZ did it, he took one for the team. The team agreed with him. They couldn't get rid of the whole team. They got rid of PZ because PZ initiated this. All right. But like you said, Bill, the whole the team stood stood to uh, basically stood by the player that they thought was right in this in that in that argument. So I uh, what my point is is I get it at this at this point. Rizim came in and and this happened because of PZ. I guarantee Ricosta said. That that the PZ was no no longer should be an option until this is you know this basically washes down the water or type of bullshit. yeah. But so so don't you think if you're a player on that team right JJ's gone but now the president comes and says hold on a second you, you guys might have sided with PZ or the players but by letting go of PZ the president's saying I actually don't agree with you guys. I, I was forced to let go of JJ, but I am not siding with you. I'm not letting you run. No, this Kenny, I am not getting I rid of. Agree no, with that. no, Kenny. What, and I think the thing is, it's Benfica is run by fans, right? The fans, what the fans, the fans think, and and the by Pocaradio really cost the chance and all the bullshit, right? So that when the fans think that a player runs the club, they take the authority from Rui Costa. They say Ricosta is there as a muppet. Uh, it's, it's like he has to take control again, right? And I think Ricosta had to do a had to say basically by doing this is a statement saying I run this club, right? The fans think PZ runs this club right now, and if PZ got playing time right after George Zeus went, it would have been a confirmation that he ran the club. Does it not or make sense to you guys? Or it could have been a confirmation that he didn't do anything wrong. No, it could have been, but the fans already thinking that PZ is there creating issues. If PZ, if look, look, Ruvitoria left, PZ got like legit as a star with Bruno Lage, right? Uh, or even before when George Zeus left, PZ was a star with Ruvitoria. Ruvitoria left, PZ was a star with Bruno Lage. So Bruno Lage left, PZ, not Bruno Lage, George Zeus left, PZ will be a star with Verissimo. It's almost like shit. PZ is just doing this to get playing time or to get back on the on the you know being the star of the team. But we're dis- it- we're disregarding the and you guys can hear me fine, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. good. I now. got I got the video on my iPad. I don't know what's wrong with my camera. Um, I think we're disregarding the negative side of it, which is um, <laughs> after PZ or after Bruno Lage or PZ had his best year with Bruno Lage, but PZ was also part of the problem that. Bruno, like we completely fell apart, right? So he was also part of that right. as well. So exactly. while he had his best numbers with Bruno Lage, he also was part of that atrocious stretch yep. that saw us shit the bed and lose a seven point lead. And I went back, by the way, and I looked at some of those games during that fall, and and PZ lost minutes during that stretch. I went back and saw he was subbed out a lot and pretty, pretty fairly early in the games. I mean, I didn't go through every single game, but there during that stretch of where we lost the season, PZ was getting subbed out. Now I don't remember how he was doing prior to that. Right. I mean, he was having the best, best uh, statistical career. I don't know how he was doing minutes wise, but during that last stretch, he was definitely losing time on the field. 
But again, I don't know if that's correlated or if it's just by chance. I I don't have the, the all the details, but I did notice that. Yeah. So, but, I, but I see I see your point, Oscar. I mean, I, I I think we both agree that the in the stage that we're in, PZ had to go one way or the other because it just wasn't a good dynamic on the team right. with the fans with the Dita sound. It was just like Rui Costa had to take over the situation. Um, I I don't I do disagree that. I know the fans um, kind of make their voice heard and like, we want to believe that we have an effect on what happens there, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that Rui Costa is reacting to what the fans are doing. Like, I think the fan, the fans calling, you know, Rui Costa, you know, uh, whatever they say, I think it was more like the frustration. I don't think those, I, like, I feel, I feel kind of like that, but I, I love Rui Costa. It's more there's of like not, the situation that's there's currently. There's a lot of fans that actually like stand by that statement. Yeah. It's very well, divided. Well, well, there you go. I mean, it's, I, well, I think that has to do more with Vieta and. I the, think they, yeah, I think that, it's that, he's associated that, to that. That family of. of no matter tree, what he, that, no matter tree. what he does, he will always be associated back to, to Vieta. But like I, if I was, if I'm on the field, if I'm there, I feel that same frustration. I would, I would probably join in on the, on the chance. Cause I want to see a reaction. I want to see. You know, we haven't heard from him. We haven't heard you, you know, step up. We're getting we're getting crucified by the arbitraging. Everyone's making fun of us. We're a fucking joke. I want, I want, I want something to happen. And it's not necessarily out of like that's what I mean. I just feel like I need to say that to like get my point across. Like, you know, but, it's but, almost but, like I'm gonna guys, yell louder than you so that you can hear me. You, you, know you, I mean? you guys remember when we lost a seven-point lead, right? Yep. And you guys remember that that's before we lost a seven point lead, we had sold Jean Felix for 125 million, right? Uh, when you lost a seven point lead, the fans started chanting, you know, we made all this money and you, you basically not doing shit with this money, blah, blah, blah. What did they do? They went out and bought every, everything and everybody. But so they are reacting, they are, they are reacting to the fans instead of like keeping to their plan, and that's why I, I disagree hope with that. Changes. I think Benfica went and spent a lot of money because it was an election year and, and Blue Supreme needed, needed the fans, something the to fans get. were asking for it too. The fans were saying, No, not say shell, we're not wasting money, we're not wasting money. The fans were asking for that, but that and was after the fact. But before that, they weren't asking for it, they only asked for it after, after we lost the seven point lead, okay? Correct. But, there, but you, everyone was fine, everyone was fine before that. They didn't yeah. complain about selling him and not buying. And, and, Correct, because we were crushing forward. it. We were cruising. If we, yeah, we, if we, we didn't lose that, one game, one actually, that, no one would have had a problem with it. We actually F lost one game. That's the half first half against, against Porto. Porto. The first, yeah. the, and then we had all wins. In the first 19 games, we won 18 and lost one. And, and let's not forget the pandemic, too. I mean, there was a huge break in between. There was, but there was a break for everyone. That's true. It was. It I mean, was we were already <laughs> slipping before the, the break. We had lost before the break. We had lost the Porto away, and we lost to Braga at home. Yeah. And then from March to June, there were no games. And the first two we tied. Um, then we lost to Santa. We beat Rio Ave. We lost to Santa Clara at home. We lost, we lost to Maritimo again. away, and that's when Bruno Lage. If I'm not mistaken, back. wasn't P didn't PZ like miss two PKs in one of those games? I'm pretty sure um, there was because uh, I I was looking back at. It. I think PZ missed two PKs. One was one was a save, one was a miss. It was one game at home. I think it was against Braga, if I'm not mistaken. That was pre-pandemic. Fucking peasy, dude. No, I think it was. I think it was after the pandemic or after the break. It but could I be. could be. Wrong. I remember it was a home game. I think I remember what you're talking about. 
PZ always has the best segments on. Bill, this. what do you? Uh, we we got so unraveled in this conversation that we didn't even get your opinion. Just what sat you, back and enjoyed. Would you, <laughs> what do you add to this? Just watch the fight. No, I mean, I I kind of I'm like in the middle between what Oscar's take and Kenny's take. Like, I think I think we can all agree. Like, I think it after what happened with JJ and the bust up, I think Rui had to do something, and he got rid of the manager. And I I think we all probably saw this coming where he was going to um, get rid of uh, PC. I'm actually a little surprised that uh, he ended up in Turkey. I forget he would have gone to like, well, no, Qatar, no markets like, open. Oh, true. Maybe in Qatar the is still open. like all those uh, markets are still open, but I, I think, I think the writing was on the wall when, when kind of the whole bust up with JJ happened and, Rui Costa came out and kind of confirmed everything that had been reported. Um, I also think it's funny that like Oscar tries to bash on the reports, but these are the reports that have sources that are getting scooters from government agencies. They have their sources. Like these, some of these reports, like, like Kenny said, some of the reports may be exaggerated a little bit, but there's, there's like truth to some of these. Like I, I 100% believe that. These guys have sources all over the place. Um, they may exaggerate it a bit, but I, I do think there's there's truth to it. And like I've said before, if there's, there's smoke, there's fire. Like there's been so many reports of, uh, and then not just PZ, but like and like Jason said, Andre Almeida and Rafa have been the, the main ones. Um, there's been so many reports of it that there's some there has to be some truth in it. And I think Benfica has a long road ahead. I, I think this is the first step. We, I think we have to do a major clear out. I think there's not just players. I think there's some staff there that probably should be cleared out and like a big reset. And um, this is probably the, the first step to it. Can, right. can I ask a question for you guys? And yeah. like, Do you guys like having all those people on the fucking bench? Like Louis Zown and like, all, like everybody? Like I, I hate it. I was going to say that there, there's definitely leaks that need to be found and, and get rid of, you know, there's, there's leaks in, in the, because it's too, like you said, like exactly. There's too many heads and then there's always bound to be a leak in like, or something. But there's a leak because we allow it, right? Like you don't see any of this shit at Porto. You don't see any of this shit at Sporting, right? Like historically that's been Benfica's problem. Like, I don't know how it's done internally. Like, I don't know if, if it's purposely leaked. I don't know if they know who the leak is and they just don't address it, but, for how many years has this been a problem? Like everything that happens in Mefica ends up outside, right? You don't hear about shit like this at Porto, right? I don't know if it's because they control, you know, the media. I don't know, right? Like, I don't know what the issue, right? Like we can only make assumptions, but that's been, a, I mean, since I can remember, that's always been something that's been associated to Mefica, right? And, and, and in turn, right, it, it generates money. Right. It generates clicks. It generates sales of newspapers. Right. So that could be one of the drivers. But uh, is your question, Jay, in regards to the amount of people? No, no. Like just I, the I, people? I just hate I just hate like when like especially when, when they're arguing your like arguing your foul or something like the whole bench clears. And it's just like how many people fit in that fucking bench? <laughs> like but it's just like, it's crazy. Like That's the Portuguese culture. And unfortunately, as they say, right, if you can't beat them, join them. Right, like I yeah. feel like, unfortunately, and Joaninha says it here. Right, we need as sad as it sounds, we need a Pinto the Costa type president. In the and Kenny said it too. Right, like you need to have that mindset sometimes. 
Hey, if I'll take I'll take all this controversy if we're winning championships. I'll absolutely I don't give a shit if there's controversy within the team as long as we're winning championships. But yeah. if we're if we're fucking a joke and there's all this controversy and we're fighting for third place, then fuck that. Then yeah, clean get clean the house and figure figure out the situation. But yeah, I'll, I'll if we're winning championships, this is a mute point. We're all just like whatever. This is just noise. This is they 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 hate us because they you know they ain't us you know the, the that, I mean, that look, whole at, bullshit, look at Porto right? for how many years exactly right? like, we complained about it, it exactly. as outsiders right but Porto fans and we have friends that are Porto fans are like yep okay yep Teddy. next year we'll win it again Teddy just exactly. said a, Teddy just said a Patriots saying make sure you clip that <laughs> make sure you clip that uh, just, just one thing to Oscar's uh, point about he think that he thinks uh, PZ comes back you know I. I personally don't think he does, but I know that this is a loan. There's no option, right? He might end up coming back, but I, I don't think that he's... He does, but I think he leaves. What's his contract like? I think, I think he comes back next and year. they... Next yeah, year? I think he comes back and they probably, like, rescind with him and he goes somewhere else. Uh, I don't yeah. see him Or, or he gets, like, a farewell of some sort and... I don't and... see him coming back and playing. Oh, no, his contract expires this summer, June 30th. So he's a free agent. With... Oh, hold on. No, sorry. His loan expires this summer. His Benfica contract owns, uh, ends next June. But I would be very surprised if he comes back and stays. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised no, I... if he comes back and they find a better option for him this summer and he moves on. And he gets... I'm going to predict he comes back. They have an interview like they had with Feja where they ask him about his time at Benfica and they send him off that way. That, that's my prediction. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it, it, so I forget who it was. Someone made the comment that like we suck at our farewells. Joel, before yeah. he went to sleep. And it's, yeah, it's and Real does the same thing. Like all their legends never get like a farewell fucking game. We're or bad. Anything. Like, like, terrible at cutting dude, cycles. That's so I mean, bad. That, that part I say I think it sucks. It's like well, as a fan, you like to see that those. Farewells. I mean, if we really dig into it, don't you think you could find examples on every team? I'm sure Porto. Oh, yeah. There's some teams that oh, do. Sure, like, yeah, hundred percent. Do it well. Like Barca, right. dude. Barca does it. Correct. But Fucking, think about like like every legend that leaves that club gets like, like the last the last one gets their like farewell game. Three Costas, wasn't it? Because I mean, I could put well, I could Jonas. put just as many Jonas. names that got good farewells just on you know. And and John says Louis Zone. Louis Zone didn't get a farewell. He got a farewell of a bunch of people in seats like a, in an empty stadium. Yeah, like, like it wasn't even a game. Gaitan got his last game. I think it was away to Meritimu. He got pulled off before the end of the game, and he started crying on the bench. And that was his. I think it was. It was an away game. I remember. Um, and I remember he was crying on the bench, and they took him off late in the game. But that was his last game. But yeah, I agree. Benfica's terrible at cutting cycles. Um, Yo, you, you get to ask that question. What that question? You start. Yeah. Um, quickly before we jump off, if you guys could bring one person back to Benfica, former player or manager to kind of be, I'm assuming that's what the yoga was asking here um, from Benfica's past. Who would it be? Jay, I'll start with you. Okay. Bill. Like to play, like, who, no, not to play, to like have a function within the infrastructure. Oh, I, oh, I, I would change. Um, no, JVP is a good one. Because he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's part of the Sound. He is. I don't think he would leave the Sound, though. Yeah. Bill, who would you pick? I, I would go with Amod. I'll answer. Yeah, I was I was leaning that as well, but I like I like the like the Louis Zone thing where like 
someone that was has been there for a long time and can like impose the mystica that we all fucking love to to say, but like kind of bring some of the history to to, to these new players. I, I think you need to be a player like that. I, I would love to see like a Mentoros back in the fucking. I mean, mix. but he's, like, a, he's around the club, yeah, anyways. He, he or like, or like Nuno well Gomes. You spoke he very did. well the other day. Nuno Gomes was there, and then he ended up leaving. I think he had a yeah. disagreement. And, and Louis Zoun's there, and he's got he kind of has that function, and, and hasn't gone well so far for yeah. him. Um, I would say uh, Perdon Wame. He's a uh, he's a uh, director of sports, Stand or he might be president now. Stand of the edge. Stand of the edge. Stand of the Yeah, that's a good take. That's a good, very good take, Oscar. Who uh, would you? Left field. I like it. I I think, you know, can I bring somebody from the dead? <laughs> no. Go for it. <laughs> I not because that, that's what I. I mean, as somebody like that, like. I'll bring back somebody that can express the music of Benfica. I'll bring somebody like Marty Wilson or or uh, Shalino, somebody that can that well, can. Is not dead. I know, but uh, but Marty Wilson. Marty Wilson's a good take. Yeah, but but yeah. Shalino, the type of pl- guy that can that can go and be like, this is what Benfica is all about. These players come in and they think it's like they wear a shirt and they get paid a million billion dollars and then they go fucking go home and to their hot wives, right? It, it, it's like <laughs> like. They don't have the misc anymore. We you just had the interview the other day against with uh, with um, uh, what's his Carlos name? Manuel. Carlos Manuel. And I, I, you, you, you heard him talking, and he was like, he, he, he talked about the mystic of Benfica. What did he play? What, what it meant to him to play at Benfica? And now you go. And nowadays, everybody's everything is given to these players, and and they don't appreciate it. It's like dude, they, he said we, he was like, even if I'm playing bad, I give all, I give my all. Like a hundred percent. And and, and you don't it, see that. He says something yeah. about he says something about you know before you go home shower eat and stuff like that. Now he does people players don't even have to. He goes if I had with the conditions that Benfica has now, I'll never leave the the, yeah. the, the stadium. The stadium. Yeah. I will stay there, take showers, eat, sleep, and like now it's like everything they take it for granted. And we need that that kind of mentality back in the locker room where somebody can express to them what it means to be a Benfica. You know, too, what I would what I would add to that is. Even the homegrown players, right? They go through the Seychelles. I mean, yeah. those kids—they probably live a, a, a better life than than, if they're than living a lot at of, the Seychelles. Like that. Oh, hundred percent. And, and nice I, you would you would assume there. that they're brought up with that mystica, but I don't think so. I think no, they're no. right. They're like the minute they get to the professional level. Look, you just you saw you see Juan Felix Felix on the field. He looks like a like he not, he doesn't have to try. It's like uh, I'm a golden boy. I don't have to try. Tell me, like, me mothers their whole fucking career before they're even professionals. So sucks but it's also it also depends on the player right like yeah ruben diaz went through the same thing and you can fucking you can teach them as much as you nails. want right but if they don't care to learn it right like Carlos Manuel made a good point right like there's a lot of players that don't know who shalena is right some of the youth players or even the players in the a team so i think it comes down to the player my player who i would bring back or personality would be show Shell played a huge part in Benfica over the years, and ever since he left, I feel like we've unraveled as well. He was a, a big presence, a big leader. Carlos Manuel had very high uh, praises to say about him. Um, and him I think and Luizão were tight. They were. Uh, and he was very tight with the, the team and the players, you could see after games and celebrations. So he would be my Where team. did he go? He stepped away. I mean, he's part of he, – he's around the club, but he doesn't have any functions anymore. Um, that's a guy that's given 50 years to the club as a player, as a, a you know, a, a funcionario. So that would be uh, my take. 
there's uh, a picture floating around Facebook with all of us hanging out with him. Oh yeah, I have one. When when he we was, met him. Um, He's Gamery. one of my targets. He's one of my targets to get uh, for a Mo Benfiquismo. Uh, quickly to f- wrap up, you guys want to talk about Benfiquismo and passing that along to the formation? I don't know if you guys saw it, but there is uh, a reportage from Jaime Grasa um, on Benfica's website. 40 minutes, really good uh, video that talks about you know how he molded Bruno Lage, how he molded uh, Renat Paiva, how he basically built up the Seychelles and um, how he implemented the mindset of you need to know who Benfica is and what the past was for you to become uh, an established player here. So if you haven't seen it, I would recommend anyone going to check it out. Really good. It was it aired last week. Um, so Jaime Grasa, reportage and check it out. It's on Benfica's website. Um, I know we're we're over here. Shout out to everyone that was in the chat. Um, Mikey, Mike De Silva, Joaninho was on there. Joao sleeping by now. Biggie, Coach, uh, Diogo. Um, thank you guys for, for taking part in the conversation. Yeah, thanks everybody for joining. For those of you who are listening after the fact, again, don't forget to share, like, subscribe. Those of you watching before you sign off, share, like, subscribe. Um, we will be back uh, next week after the Santa Clara game. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with the Portuguese podcast with the other group of guys um, to talk about um, these similar topics, uh, but with different opinions. Gentlemen, for you guys, as always, a pleasure. Thank you for taking part in this. We will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Good night, boys. Good night, boys.